This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This series, How Fertile Is Your Soil?, is one of Pastor Ray's most powerful and popular messages dealing with the spiritual condition of today's church. Sounding the alarm, Pastor Ray warns that there is heart trouble in the body of Christ and it is in need of spiritual healing. The heart, referred to as a man's spirit, the seed to be planted is the Word of God, and the soil into which he plants is the condition of that man's heart. Planting good seed into good soil always produces good crops. But planting that same good seed into poor soil will only produce poor crops. Like a prosperous farmer, God has created man to produce a good crop with the seed he has provided. So why are some not doing so? The seed or word is always good, so it must be the soil, the condition of the man's heart. Into what kind of soil is your seed being planted? What's your heart's condition? Why is it important to, to guard your heart? Because as you think in your heart, so shall you be. That's what you're going to become. Right? If you don't like being fat, start seeing yourself thin. If you don't like seeing yourself unhealthy, start seeing yourself healthy and strong. If you don't like something about yourself, start seeing yourself on the inside the way you want to be. Start thinking. Go buy the, go buy the skinny dress and say, one day I'm getting in you. And I'm not going to have to wear three girdles to do it either. So, so one of the reasons why you want to you keep your heart right is that your heart controls your attitude and your attitude controls your altitude and determines where you're going to end up, how high you're going to go, what's going to happen. The Bible says it this way. Let me give you th- this verse. In Proverbs 15, 13, it says, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. But did you ever get around a sour belly? I mean, they just got a bad attitude about everything. And, it, and you know, they just... You know, even if there's nothing to have a bad attitude about, they still have a bad attitude that there's nothing to have a bad attitude about. Who wants to be around someone with a bad attitude? And that all comes from the heart. Because what you've been putting in is all bad and ugly. And and that's what's coming out. And it's showing in your attitude. People that have an attitude, they don't have an attitude problem. They have a heart problem. Because that's what they've been meditating on. That's what they've been thinking about. That's what's been festering on the inside. And going back to our pivotal foundational verse, above all else, guard your heart because it determines the very outcome of your life. And if you don't like the outcome of your life, then you've got to go back to the source, go back to the heart. If you've got a stinking attitude, no one's going to promote you on your job. No one's going to give you a raise. No one's going to be on your side. What they're going to do is look at you and say, that person, they got the worst attitude around. Look good, but they have a stinking attitude. 
smart as a whip, but a stinking poor attitude. Oh, they can really churn out the work, but they got a terrible attitude. Nobody promotes a bad attitude. The reason why sometimes people are stuck is because attitude problems. Your heart controls your attitude and your attitude determines your altitude in life. You got to roll with the punches. Listen, I've been around quite a long time now. I found out something about life. Life isn't perfect. People aren't perfect. Situations aren't perfect. Junk happens. People screw up. People screw you up. People screw themselves up. Come on, can we talk? Actually, Jesus addressed, he said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for that, that word of encouragement. While you're in the world, you will have trouble. So don't think it's strange. It's all in your attitude. Everybody say attitude. It's all in the way you look at it and the way you handle it. Now, you know, I got to be honest with you, I'm not always real good at this. I have to tell the truth because my family's here. And I could hear them say, well, you don't really have a good attitude sometimes. Yourself. Well, yeah, but I know it. And I know I shouldn't do it. And I'm trying really hard to work on it. But sometimes, you know, my attitude gets stinking from pressure and so on. And so on. But I know it's wrong. But sometimes it feels good. Bad excuse. Very poor excuse for a bad attitude. <laughs> got to tell the truth in church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Proverbs. <laughs> but I got to go back to my heart, you know? Amen. I have to go back to my heart and say, you know, I got to make a heart change here because this is not good. You get just get an attitude. Stuff happens. People, you know, whatever, can get under your skin sometimes. It's not that you're ever never going to have a bad attitude, but it's that you're aware of it and you change it. And you you got to go back and say, "Lord, you know, forgive me." And I forgive that person and I let it go. And, right? So a merry heart makes a cheerful count. Now, sometimes in life, what you have to do, you know, like, like I'm just looking at some of you, you look so wound up like a spring, like you're ready to... You just got to cool your jets. We got to learn to kind of like live life. A merry heart. You know, not be so heavy and hard on yourself. Not put expectations on yourself that can't be reached. Keep your heart light because your heart's going to control your attitude. So a merry heart, it says a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. So sometimes you just got to laugh. You want to, you want to get a really good laugh? Let me give you some advice. You want to get a really good laugh? Go home and look in the mirror and take a long, hard look. I have to do that sometimes. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to laugh. You say, well, I don't feel like laughing. Make yourself laugh. Well, how do you make yourself laugh? You open up your mouth, you go, ha, ha, ha. A merry heart makes for a cheerful countenance or a cheerful attitude. Now, the converse is true. You get around somebody that's got a really good attitude. I don't know, man. I just love being around people like that have a really good attitude. No matter what comes their way, they're all happy about it. I mean, it's like, nah, no big deal. We got this. We got it covered. Now, I just love being around people who've got, but I've always got to be around someone that I've got to adjust their attitude or, and then, and then they get even more offended when you try to adjust their attitude. They don't like attitude adjustments because people have attitudes. They don't want no adjusting. They think everybody else has got an attitude. You're the one with the tood. No, you got the tood. 
no, brother, you got the tood. You got a lot of tood. And I'm just trying to adjust it because I love you. And you're not going to get anywhere because your attitude determines your altitude and where you're going to end up and where you're going to go in life. But I love being around people who have good attitude. No matter what, it's okay, man. We're going to make it. It's going to be all right. We're getting to the end of the They've got a fighter's, conqueror's attitude. Come on. They've got a victorious attitude. You're going to go places and you're going to accomplish things and you're going to get things done. God's going to be with you and help you every step of the way because God likes good attitude. I said God likes a good attitude. See, some of you aren't clapping. That's because you've got a tood. See that? We got to do a little toot adjusting. Merry heart makes for a cheerful countenance. So a good attitude will get you places. Remember that. A good attitude will get you places. All right, let's keep going. We're almost, we're almost done. My heart's condition has an effect on my prayer life. Now, Dr. Colbert addressed this um, last week when he was here. And it's something that was not on unknown by, by anyone who sat in this church for any period of time, because I've preached on this for years. Matthew, um, Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verses 23 through 24. Have faith in God, if anyone says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says, he will have whatsoever he saith. So when you stand praying, believe for those things that you've prayed for, and you will have them. And everybody ends with verse 24 and says, hallelujah, I'm going to change. My, I'm going to start speaking those things into existence. I'm going to have faith for my prayer. But everybody jumps over verse 25. And Jesus put verse 25 in the same breath as verse 22, 23, and 24. And verse 25 says very simply that whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So what I learned from that verse is that my heart's condition affects my prayer life. Now, let me give you this verse because some of you don't maybe didn't see this verse in the Bible. This is an Old Testament verse, but it, it fits. Psalm 66 verse 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, don't tell me, oh, I'm free. Uh, you know, I've been set free from the... Yeah, you've been set free. You're, you're so righteous that you're self-righteous. Now, I'm not downing, you know, righteousness that's been imputed to us and the grace of God. I'm not downing that. But what I'm saying is there is, there is a relationship or there is some sort of connection here between the effectiveness of my prayer life and the condition of my heart. If I bear iniquity in my heart, the Lord's not going to hear me. So one of the reasons why I want to keep my heart good and I want to keep my heart clean and keep my heart pure is that I want God to hear my prayers and I want answers to my prayers. I need answers to my prayers. How about you? So my heart's condition has an effect upon my prayer life. One of the things that it'll do is if you have a, if you have a, um, if you have a, you know, a, a heart thing going on, you know, offense in your heart or anger or bitterness. You can't even pray. You say, I've said to people, I've said to people like, say, have you, you know, you really just need to spend some time with God. I, I have prayed. Are you kidding me? Who do you think you're, do I have stupid written? Does it say stupid here? I have prayed. 
prayed, if you got into the presence of the Lord, your heart would be broken. There would be humility that would come over your life. Even if you've been wronged, you, you'd say, you know what? I got to work towards peace in this situation. I got I to gotta, I gotta wave the white flag. Because when you get in the presence of the Lord and you pray, no, I think what you do is you get in the presence of the Lord and you complain. And you just bolster up your, 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 you know, your reason. You justify your reason for being angry. You don't get in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, help me change my heart. You don't, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to deal with people like that. And you can't even talk about it. See, that's one, that's one of the ways I can tell your heart's condition. If we, if we talk about something and you get defensive, I can't talk to you. You have a heart problem. We can't even talk. You're all like you're ready to explode. You got, you got a heart problem going on. If we can't just talk like two adults and, and I can't eat like as your pastor and I say, look, you know, I'm not wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. You're all wrong. Nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. I'm in good shape. Oh, really? Oh, man. You, you're not only, you not only have a heart problem, you're deceived. That's how bad your heart condition has gotten. You're, you're into deception. I've dealt with people like that. You know, you know how I deal with people like that? You know how I deal with them? I don't. My heart's condition has effect on my prayer life. That was for free. I didn't, I wasn't planning on saying that, but I put that in there anyway. All right. Now, the New Living Translation on that Psalm 66, 18, so you can have just a different version. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would have not listened. That's why, you know, one of the most important things you have to do with the person is like, just, you're praying, just make sure your heart's right. Make sure there's no gross sin in your life because that's going to mess up your prayer life. It's going to shut it down. Prayer is a very important thing and uh, God is serious about it. Okay, so here's another one. This was one of the extras that I put in. My heart affects my health or my heart's condition affects my health. You ready? Proverbs 17, 22 says, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart does good like a medicine. So it would, it would seem to me that what God is teaching us here is that we've got to keep our heart filled with joy and peace and happy things because it actually works like a medicine in my life. So one of the reasons why I should keep my heart in good condition is because it's going to affect my health. Now, I think Dr. Colbert was the one last week when he talked about the person couldn't play the piano because they were all riddled with arthritis and, and they were, you know, a piano player or whatever it was. I don't know if they were a professional musician. I didn't get all the details. But he, and if I'm relating the story properly, I thought it was powerful because I've heard stories like this. That when, they, when he, the person came to his office and was racked with pain and on all kinds of medications, but they did, they, they, they started to talk and, and found out that there was a lot of bitterness and anger that was in that person's soul and in their heart. And as a result, it showed itself in arthritis or bursitis or whatever. I think it was arthritis. And he said when they got to the root of it and they ministered to this person, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, I think it was a woman, wasn't it? When they ministered to this person um, and they got to the root cause and they broke it open and they began to just forgive and release all of that bitterness in their heart, it said in a matter of just a short period of time, all of that arthritis just dried up and they were back to playing the piano and they were totally pain-free. 
I've heard of this many times, never witnessed it myself, but I have heard of this in, in other people's lives. Very powerful that my heart's condition can affect my health. Now you keep your heart in good condition and keep things right, your health will be strong and you know, you fight off the, but you get bitterness and anger and unforgiveness and criticism and judgment and anger, all these things in the depths of your heart and it's gonna show up in your body. It's gonna show up in your body. Did you ever get around somebody that's, like I said, always got a bad attitude, everything there, negative, everything is negative, and they're always sick with stuff. They're always sick. Every time you talk to them, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm, oh, I'm falling apart, oh, my little boo. And they're, they're, you know, 42 years old, falling apart. Man, I'm, I'm 62, I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> falling apart. You know, so, so a merry heart do, does good like a medicine. So one of, the, one of the good reasons to keep your heart good is because it's like medicine to your soul, to your heart, to your body. Amen? Now, here's one. All right, let's keep... Are you getting something out of this? Is this helping anybody? All right. We're almost finished. This is another one. I will become what I think in my heart. The verse. Let me give you a verse. I always want to give you a verse because I want to back everything up because these are all God's principles. For as... This is Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Or for the, as he thinks in his heart, so does he become. And this is so important because the thoughts that you're meditating on, the things that you're thinking about yourself will eventually become a reality in your life. This is why it's so important to keep good information coming into your life because if you get wrong stuff coming in, then you're going to start thinking wrong things and eventually you're going to become what you're thinking. Like, for instance, if you see yourself as a loser... You see, you may, again, you may have it all together on the, on the outside, but inside, you know, every time, every time, you know, you think about doing something, loser comes up, failure comes up. I tried and I failed. I tried and I failed. I fail at everything I do. Well, what you're doing is you're meditating on that. It's in the depths of your heart. And ultimately you keep failing because as a person thinks in his heart, so does he become. So this is what I say to you, parents, don't you ever put negative things on your kids. You tell them they can do and achieve whatever they set their heart to do and to achieve. Don't ever say to your kid, you're so stupid. My mother never said that to me, but don't ever say you're so stupid. No, I didn't get that at home. My parents did encourage me to the best of their, they got frustrated with me, but they encouraged me. But don't ever put a child down because the words that you speak are lodging in their heart. And even as adults, you see, what we need to do is to speak words of encouragement. See, you want, you want your business to succeed. I don't know whatever kind of business you're in. Just purpose to be an encourager. Encourage people. That's what, that's what people are looking for because most adults are thinking things within themselves that are, are not real good about themselves. And they need someone to get alongside them and say, come on, you can do it. I'm pulling it out of you. The best is yet to come in your life. You can handle this. You can do it. That's what you need to be to other people around you. That's why some of the biggest businesses out there are built on encouragement. They're motiv what, motivational speakers. What do they do? They motivate people. All they're doing is helping people see things about themselves that they don't see. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. When I started to change those things, my life just began to take on a whole new dimension. 
I've done things that I never thought I could do or, or be possible in my life. And I've had a very full and prosperous life in every sense of the word because I changed my thinking about myself, had to change my thinking about myself as a man thinks. So why is it important to, to guard your heart? Because as you think in your heart, so shall you be. That's what you're going to become. If you don't like being fat, start seeing yourself thin. If you don't like seeing yourself unhealthy, start seeing yourself healthy and strong. If you don't like something about yourself, start seeing yourself on the inside the way you want to be. Start thinking. Go buy the, go buy the skinny dress and say, one day I'm getting in you. And I'm not going to have to wear three girdles to do it either. As a man thinks in his heart, if all you do is think of yourself as dumpy, ugly, you're never going to amount to anything, then that's what you're going to produce in your life. That's why it's so important to take good care of your heart, of your inner man, and what you're thinking. Now, I'm not, I'm not, trying, to be, I'm not trying to insult anybody or be facetious. I'm being truthful because I've dealt with people at this level. As a man thinks in his heart, so will he be. All right, two more and we're done. A good heart will bring great favor in your life. Proverbs twenty two eleven says, he who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Listen, important people, successful people don't want to be around a person who's a drag. They want to be around people that have a good heart. People that have no ulterior motives, that are not going to try to, you know, get, get something from them, but just simply want to be a friend or just simply, you know, want a connection or whatever. Uh, you know, a person that has a good heart, you'll be, be brought before kings. I was just meditating on this as some of the awesome people that I've come to know in my life, some men of God. Now, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm some great example of purity of heart, but in this, in this case, purity of heart he who loves purity of heart, I don't want to do the man any harm. He says, and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Great favor will come upon your life. You'll get promotions that others won't get. You'll get invited up to the, be with the, the bosses and they're going to take a special interest in you because um, you, ha you have a pure heart. There's no ulterior motive. It'll be, give you great favor in your life. All right? All right, it's all summed up in this. This is the end. This is the last one. It's all summed up in this. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. And that means to enjoy him, see him clearly, and enjoy all of his benefits. Blessed are the pure in heart, because they're going to have a good, clear uh, understanding of God and see him and all his benefits and all of the wonderful things and enjoy his presence. So blessed are the pure in heart. Keep your heart above all else for out of it flow the issues of life or, or guard your heart above all else for it determines the very course or outcome of your life. Hallelujah. We are done. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors